Appointment Ministries Podcast Network. Strength for today's pastor. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Strength for Today's Pastor, a resource designed to strengthen you, the senior or lead pastor of your church. Here's your host, Bill Holdridge. Bill is the director of Poyman Ministries, which is a team of former longtime senior pastors who are available to strengthen pastors, to strengthen churches. Welcome to this morning's broadcast of Strength for Today's Pastor. My name is Bill Holdridge. I'm the founder of Poyman Ministries and the current director. And I have with me today Pastor Al James. Al is the founding pastor of Calvary Chapel, Prescott, Arizona and has served on our team of Poyman Ministries pastors for a number of years. Al has been used mightily by God to strengthen pastors to strengthen churches in specific areas, pastoral transitions and also church assessments, pastoral strengthening and coaching, as well as just being one of those guys that helps pastors up their game. And today, this morning in our broadcast, we're going to be talking about something that is near and dear to Al's heart and something that has been very effective as he shares with other pastors, and that is the idea, it's a big idea, the idea excellence in ministry. So we want to just welcome you, Al. Thanks for joining me and us uh, this morning. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm uh, honored that you would call me to participate in this podcast, and it's a joy to be with you. And I've been praying this morning that our time together, our conversation, Pastor Bill, would be edifying to our listeners. So we'll just trust that the Lord's going to use what we're going to share to equip men for the work of the ministry and strengthen pastors and all those kinds of wonderful things that the Lord can do. Absolutely. Well, one of the things I think that may be coming into the minds of our listeners already in this broadcast is the idea that excellence in ministry means perfection in ministry. And of course, you and I know that that's not what you mean at all when you talk about excellence in ministry. But generally, what is it that is in your mind? What is the concept that you have when you share with pastors about excellence in ministry? You are absolutely correct when you said it's not perfection in ministry because clearly uh, not a one of us, even the greatest among us, is not a perfectionist when it comes to ministry. The concept really is just that we would make a determined decision to do our very best for God in every facet of ministry. And again, that's not perfection, just that we're making an effort to do our very best. Some might ask, well, what's the foundation or what's the basis for attempting to do our best? And it's really quite simple. It's because we love him, we love Jesus, for all that he's done for us, and because we love people. I'm sure as a student of the Bible, you remember the story where a lawyer came and asked our Lord a very significant question. He said, what's the greatest of all the commandments? And our Lord answered him, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your whole soul, with your whole mind. And in Mark, it's also recorded with your whole soul strength. In other words, in everything you do. And the second commandment is like unto the first, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So excellence begins with loving God and loving others, which is basically the most fundamental reason we would be serving the Lord in any event. So 
to repeat myself, it's a determined decision to do our very best for the glory of God because we love him and we love people. So for the pastor, the senior pastor, and of course we get our marching orders from Ephesians chapter 4 and other places in the scriptures where we're called to be equippers of the saints for the work of ministry. So we were directed definitely to the believers, to the saints, to the Christians, to the church, the body of Christ. So you're equating the second great commandment and the first commandment with loving a specific group of people and loving a specific institution called the church. Oh, that's absolutely correct. I think I can honestly say before the Lord that I love the local church. Uh, I loved Calvary Chapel of Prescott. I loved all the people in that fellowship. And then the other churches that I've been privileged to pastor since being part of Poyman Ministry, I've loved those people and, and loved those churches in general as well. And so, yes, it really is all about loving the congregation and loving the lambs. Well, we were fortunate. We had as our pastor, Pastor Chuck Smith, who's now in heaven, but he taught us consistently over the years to try to aim to have our fellowships that we pastor to be the best fed and best loved believers in the area. And of course, it wasn't spoken from a sense of competition, but it's along the lines of what you're saying, excellence in ministry. Yeah, I would agree. And if my memory serves me correctly, when Pastor Chuck took on the responsibility of Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, uh, at that point in time, a tiny church just beginning to grow, he focused on loving people. He focused on the truth of God's word. And if I'm, if I memory serves me correctly, he, he started by teaching through the book of first John, which is, addresses both of those things in a, in a very profound way. Yeah, it does. And if you went to Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa back in those days, as you and I both did, we noticed that there was the earmark of excellence everywhere. Things were done very well. And you could tell that they were being done by a loving shepherd who loved his people, loved the gospel, and loved to see what God was going to do through and in his people. Yes, I, I wasn't there when Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa uh, emerged when it when it was just starting. Uh, I came to the Lord in 1975, but one of the things I noticed immediately was the excellence in ministry there. Everything was done very well, even the smallest of things. Again, not perfect. Who's perfect? But in my mind, as a young believer, I was very impressed. And it made me or helped me realize that my God, this newfound father, this newfound savior in Christ was excellent in everything that he did. And it gave me great confidence that he loved me and he truly did save me from my sins. And once having that established in my heart, Pastor Bill, that it pretty much catapulted me into ministry, obviously as a layman at first, but then eventually uh, into the ministry by becoming a pastor and founding a church. So yes, I, I would agree with what you said 100%. Well, you and I both have, uh, since we've stepped down from the pastors or from the churches that we pastored for so many years, We've been involved with a lot of different churches, and we've interfaced with a lot of different pastors. 
And I think you'd agree with me that most of the pastors we meet are hardworking men. But what's the difference between a hardworking pastor and a pastor who is doing something excellent in ministry, if if there is a difference? Well, I think they're both connected in, in, in the fact that if you're going to attempt to be excellent in ministry, we can't kid ourselves. That's going to require a great deal of work. But yet at the same time, simply working hard does not necessarily translate to excellence in ministry, because I think that excellence in ministry comes about when a pastor or someone that he's invited into his ministry to help him and support him begin to identify certain areas within the church that could be improved, and that might not necessarily convert to a lot of work. It might just mean a change in attitude or a change in vision or perspective of how certain things are done within the church. But hard work and excellence, uh, they are indeed connected, but they don't necessarily mean one enhances the other. Yeah, they can go together, but not necessarily. Well, you know, uh, as we look at pastors and what they do and, and whatever, let's put a little bit of wheels on this. Let's put some wheels on this idea of excellence in ministry. So, you know, you just, you, you're, you're standing in front of a pastor, you're sitting down with a pastor, you're just getting to know him, and he's hungry to, to learn and, and, and get some input and feedback. How would you describe that to him? Where do you start with excellence in ministry? Well, exactly where I would start would probably have something to do with what I'm observing. But if I was just going to be asked that question to randomly say something and begin a conversation about excellence, I might take that pastor to a well-known passage of scripture in the book of Colossians. And I'm specifically speaking about chapter 3, verse 23, where Paul writes to the Colossian church, whatever you do, do heartily as unto the Lord. Now, a while back, uh, I did a little bit of research on that word heartily. And uh, without too much of a stretch, you can boil that word heartily down to two things excellence and enthusiasm. And so I would begin by talking to the pastor about having a vision for excellence and then attacking whatever projects are necessary to attain a greater degree of excellence with enthusiasm, because as you know, Bill, enthusiasm is infectious. Now, I don't want to get us off into discipling men quite yet or or raising up men into the ministry. But just generally speaking, a pastor's enthusiasm touches everyone in the church. And so if he's attacking excellence with grace, of course, not in a legalistic way, but with grace, and he's doing that enthusiastically, the church will catch on and who knows, maybe even catch on fire for doing things wonderfully for God. So as you were pastoring in Prescott, and as you were seeking the Lord to do things excellently as unto him as an act of love, what kept your engines running? You know, what kept you motivated? What what kept the enthusiasm at a high level? Well, when I first became a Christian, Pastor Bill, uh, I absolutely fell in love with our Father in heaven and his son, Jesus Christ, and became very excited about 
being open to the leading of the Holy Spirit and to receive all that I could from the Holy Spirit. And so in making an effort to do things really well for the Lord, I felt like I was honoring God and I was showing him that my response to everything that he has done for me uh, was going to be one of of excellence, one of trying really hard to honor him and promote him and to encourage others uh, in his family, uh, the lambs and his sheepfold, to serve him in the same way. So uh, there was a great deal of satisfaction in doing that. Um, of course, it didn't always work. You know, there were moments when things didn't go as planned. But generally speaking, I, I would say that uh, that's what motivated me and the comfort that it gave me when I would, you know, go to bed at night. You know, I'd say a little prayer and to the Lord as I was going to sleep and thank him for all that he's done for me. But as I closed my eyes and drifted off, I felt like, well, I had done the best I could for him on that particular day. And even if there were some glitches and a few things maybe didn't go as well as I had hoped, I knew that the very next morning I would get up and you know, at 5.30 in the morning, I'd be with him again, and I would talk to him about those things and ask his advice and read his word. And, you know, when a scripture, as I was doing my devotional reading, a scripture would hit my heart. Significantly enough, I would just stop there. I wouldn't necessarily read the rest of the chapter or read, you know, three more chapters. If he spoke to me from a particular passage of scripture, I would stop and I would really contemplate it. And that would be especially true if it was relatable to the previous day's events or the previous day's ministries. And I found that all very rewarding and very enjoyable. And it really kept my communication with God vital and real and alive. So what you're telling me and those that are listening to this is that it's that morning time when you would get up and you'd, you'd get up early and you'd spend time with the Father and with the Son and you'd be in his word, not, not for the purpose of preparing for a message, but for the purpose of just preparing your heart to serve him and love on him all day long, that out of those times, a lot of your energy and your strength came. Oh, absolutely. And uh, oftentimes uh, I'd receive a scripture for the day, so to speak, you know, something that would uh, seem relatable to me almost all day long. God was very, very faithful in doing that. Uh, there were times, Bill, I have to be honest, it was a battle because, you know, let's take Wednesday, for example, uh, I would have a midweek Bible study. The temptation was to get out of bed, grab a cup of coffee and hit the books, you know, and start studying and preparing for the Wednesday night presentation. Uh, and I'd have to fight through that and still do my devotion. And if I'm going to be really honest with you, I'd say my morning devotions um, were a real savior to me in many ways. I always knew that I could go back to the Lord in the morning and, and be refreshed, maybe forgiven, talk to him about issues, whether it be church issues, family issues, uh, relational issues. A morning devotion, I think, for a pastor is absolutely imperative. And that is particularly true 
if he's uh, pushing towards excellence in his ministry. Otherwise, it can become kind of legalistic and strict rather than graceful and being done for the purpose of loving him and loving others. Yeah, and, and even our approach to the Word can be jaded if we don't have that time with him, right? Because then my approach to the Word is preparation for a sermon or a Bible study instead of preparation of my own heart, letting God speak to me. Yeah, a- absolutely. I, that's not to say that when I was studying, God wasn't speaking to my heart about me too, but uh, I know exactly what you're saying, and I agree wholeheartedly that morning devotions probably is the first step in developing a successful ministry. I know that my habit for years has been open Bible, cup of coffee, most of the time a journal in front of me, something uh, that I can write down, thoughts that come into my mind, things that I need to attend to, people I need to talk to. Those are my marching orders for that day. Did you find that to be similar to the way it happened with you? Uh, Very similar, very similar. Um, A journal, I didn't use a journal. And as I look back, uh, I wish I had, but I didn't use a journal, but I did read, did pray. When I say read, I mean read the Bible, and I did pray. And I would augment my Bible reading by um, reading maybe a half a chapter, a couple of pages from an excellent book written by, you know, someone that you and I would consider, you know, an excellent Christian author. And those three things, the prayer, the Bible, and reading devotionally from a book, they just meant everything. Uh, It was vitally important to me. It's interesting, Bill. When I used to close service, well, I still do. Even when I'm guest speaking or I'm pastoring a different church, I finish each Sunday morning, not the sermon, but when I finish the service, I'll say to the people, be sure to uh, say your prayers, read your Bibles, and love other people, and I promise you God will bless your life. That's how I close every service. So, you know, we're really talking about devotional time an awful lot here as it relates to excellency in ministry. But over the years, I must have had hundreds of people remark about that comment. That comment would always stick with them. That's a tool right there, Al. That is a tool all by itself uh, that that every one of us can take take away. What a great encouragement to the people that we serve and we pastor. You know, and this is like Jesus. You know, he he got his instructions in the morning as well. He received his strength in the morning just like you and I do. And, you know, that passage in Mark, which is so well known by, by all of us, and when morning came, he rose up a great while before day and went out into a solitary place, and then he prayed. And then the disciples were looking for him because they knew that there was a lot of exciting things going on back in the city of Capernaum. They were looking for him. Master, everybody's looking for you. And he said, come on, boys. We've got some small towns we've got to go to. We're not going to stay around here in Capernaum. That's basically what he said. And how did he know that he was supposed to leave what looked like a revival in Capernaum to go to the small little villages around that area? And it was because of his time that he had with his father. That's exactly right. Now, 
uh, I, I want to say something about those those morning times as they relate to excellence. One of the things that I found myself doing, uh, I wouldn't say every day, that wouldn't be true, but quite a bit, was to either review in my mind, my heart, or actually turn to some passage of scriptures that had everything to do with spiritual gifts. You see, the Father, as you well know, Bill, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, has given us spiritual gifts, talents, abilities, resources, uh, not just to you or to me as pastors, but to members of our staff or leadership group and certainly the congregation as well. And my thought was to review those spiritual gifts from time to time, once or twice a week, kept them present in my heart and mind so I would be more yielded to God, the Holy Spirit, as my ministry days uh, went on. Because it's absolutely certain that if he's given us spiritual gifts, uh, whatever those spiritual gifts might be, he would want us to use them, and not just a little bit, but he would want us to use them and rely on them, perhaps to the fullest, for the presentation of the gospel and the presentation of the word, which is presented to our congregation, not just from the pulpit, but in every aspect of ministry. So I found that being well-versed in spiritual gifts was very helpful in determining what I might do to improve our ministry or to enhance the ministry of men or women that I was serving with and I cared about, and I wanted their ministries to be fruitful and successful. So just for a moment, I'm going to take you to that Holy Spirit concept because we don't want to forget the Holy Spirit and our ministries, especially if we're striving for excellence, because if we do, again, it can become mechanical rather than spiritual. Well, right. And, and of course, the Holy Spirit is given to us to be Christ on earth for us. And how can we do any ministry without Jesus in us? And he is in us and operates through us by the Holy Spirit. You know what, Al? It is time for us to close out this morning's podcast. Can you believe it? Time has gone by so quick. This is also a surprising episode because I didn't actually anticipate that it was going to go in this direction. We spent the whole time on talking about the foundation of excellence in ministry for the pastor being his personal relationship with God and and how the Lord is speaking to him through the Word of God and how he is speaking to the Father in prayer. Without that, there is nothing. So I, I just appreciate this morning's broadcast. It's been great. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being part of it. We're going to have to do this again because there's a lot more to cover. Well... I'll be glad to talk to you again real soon, Bill. I am, too, as like you, a little surprised. I wasn't expecting our conversation to go in this direction. And isn't it interesting how the Holy Spirit works? Yeah, because we could give each other all kinds of tips and techniques. But without these foundational things that you and I are talking about this morning and that you've brought up so well, uh, none of it's going to last or have any real power behind it anyway. Well, God is amazing. Well, listen, it's been very nice speaking with you, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, Al. And uh, until next time, everybody who's joined us on this podcast, God bless you. And may the Lord be with you in your ministries, and the, may he strengthen you. And make sure you say your prayers and get in the Bible every day and love other people, and the Lord will bless you.
Strength for Today's Pastor is sponsored by Poiman Ministries. You can find us at PoimanMinistries.com. That's spelled P-O-I-M-E-N Ministries.com. If something in today's program prompts a question or desire to connect with us, or if you have a comment or a topic idea for a future episode, just shoot us an email at strongerpastors at gmail.com. That's strongerpastors at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may you continue to be a strengthened pastor.